Hi, everyone. Just to let you know, this podcast is sponsored by River. Securely buy Bitcoin, purchase mining rigs, and even access the Lightning Network at river.com. To get started, use the link in the show notes to get up to $10,000 in bonuses on River. Or you can go to partner.river.com backslash podcast. And we thank you, River. Anybody that's a Bitcoiner that actually respects what's going on here is willing to help anybody that ha- comes in with genuine questions. And that's something that I want to want to keep strong. And I think that's what you're pushing for. It's like. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? I'm your host. My name is Jeff, joined here with my exuberant co-host, Doug. Doug, how are you doing today? Hello. Yes, that was an E-word. That was close. It was. It was close. I, I'm, I'll find it. You're we're doing... We're doing something we haven't done in a while. A catch-up with me and you. No guests. I think it'll be nice. Yeah, yeah that's the best way. That's the best version of why Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> Usually is. Usually we end up uh, lovey-dovey and friends at the end, right? I don't know if we've ever gotten to a big argument where it's just me and you. Maybe a couple. We'll see how it goes. Nothing Nothing too serious. But I want to talk. I want to talk to you about... I guess my first question is, how do you feel about the state of Bitcoin right now? Uh, of course, alluding to the the mempool, the the fees. I've seen you tweet a little bit, and you seem upset about it. So, what, what are your what are your feelings? I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to rug pull you, sir. Okay. Uh, yes, I was, and then. I decided to read the block size wars. Oh, excellent. Oh, you, you just, okay. Tell me about it. Hmm. I just started today. I'm about chapter eight, but it's enough. I feel okay. Now I kind of was feeling okay. Anyways, after talking to you and some other people and, and reading, reading some, some takes online and stuff, but overall, overall, I think I'm okay. I'm just annoyed. And I I don't, I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I think because a lot of the feedback I got was this sort of like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You know, like it just kind of had this weird sort of like almost religious tone to it. Like, like the prophet Satoshi will provide kind of nonsense. And I'm like, that's, that's not going to cut it for me. Like, I don't, I don't give any man that much credit. You know what I mean? So like that was problematic, but, um, and I, I still think that's a blind spot for people. Like I am, I am, and especially for, oh, actually I have a lot more to say on this than I thought now that I'm thinking about it. So that is definitely a blind spot, I think, for people who have been in the space for too long or, you know, for a longer period of time is that they what, tend to- What's go, the blind spot? The blind spot is, oh, I've seen this before. Don't worry about it. It's fine. What? That doesn't work for people who haven't seen it before, you know, mm-hmm. like- 
just just saying it's cool is not cool right like that's not going to solve anybody's problem and we tend to have this attitude of this is boring and it doesn't mean anything and if you think it means something then you're the stupid one like that (laughs) attitude i got a lot of from people you know when i was posting my being upset about the mempool being full and it's legitimate concern i don't care what anybody says to to pay ten dollars to move three hundred dollars worth of of bitcoin is excessive and stupid and bad um understanding now what i understand i get why it is that way and i understand that that was probably even inevitable but at this early in the process it wasn't supposed to be like this yet like i don't think that like the vision was you know we're gonna have these massive fees jump so it was helpful to hear that this had happened before in like 2017 i guess or something and Mm -hmm. the block size wars were very helpful in understanding like the process of how all this stuff goes on and how we got to where we are and so that was helpful but generally the consensus from like the older bitcoin bitcoiners was we've seen this before this is boring and you're you're stupid if you care which is like that's frustrating that i didn't care for so you didn't get the uh helpful bitcoiners coming at you to explain why not but did people tell you to just read the block size wars no no okay well people have been telling you that for years yeah well hold on a second (laughs) Yeah, no, I, um, no, I just decided that it, I, I probably, if I'm going to either, either I'm going to freak out, right. And I'm going to sell all my Bitcoin and say, this is a fucking scam, or I'm going <laughs> to figure this out. One of the two. So I sat down with the, with the block size wars here today and listened to it while I was, I even listened to it on audiobook for you, Jeff. What do you think about that? There you go. Who's reading it? Was it Guy? It yeah, might have been Guy. Isn't he the best? Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I kind of want to know what was the, uh, there must have been some sort of aha moment or something you read where you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now everything's okay. Or at least brought you to more of a, a point of peace. Do you, do you remember a specific um, yeah. read out of it that it clicked for you? So, so what really triggered me today, like to the point where I started berating myself, was that at one point they're talking about the motivation of the big blockers or the, the large blockers, I guess they're called. And, blockers, uh, yeah. and, um, they were, uh, trying to think how he phrased it, but essentially the big blockers were all very much concerned with how businesses would react to the block size and the processing times and all that shit. And the small blockers were more about the sustainability of Bitcoin, the long-term goals, you know, what, what Bitcoin really is. So it's, it was sort of this like, like dichotomy that, uh, I forget the, what is the name of that author? Weir something, right? Like Jeff Weir, I think. Of, of the block size war? Oh, block size wars. Yeah. Jonathan Beer. B-I-E-R. Beer. Okay. Uh, so he, he kind of sets it up where it's like, he just, this describes the two camps essentially and like what their motivations were at a certain point and to be to be honest it was like i'm listening to the arguments of the big blockers through this book and not having lived through it right not understanding from that standpoint and it's like yeah that is a problem like you got to have you know uh at 
what is it adoption from from the businesses and i think that i sent that said that to you like businesses who can't move their money around are going to have a real problem and and that was sort of the motivation for the big blockers at 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 least the part of the book i'm in right and then i'm realizing yeah but now doug you're on the side of the big blockers and they're dumb we know that like i knew that from my education but you didn't know why well yeah and and then and then to have him describe you know the small blockers and their motivations and, and what they were trying to do and it was like yeah i i get it i i understand i was i was uh i hung my head in shame because i was i was i was thinking like a big blocker and i needed to to break myself of that habit i guess so no it was good it was good to to read that i feel i'm still pissed about it it's still fucking stupid and annoying and i i would i would love to like just dick punch a bunch of big blockers like fuck that fake toshi son of a bitch like the the whole thing is very frustrating because it's it's like uh, it's just they're they're just doing it for the money man like this is all just about getting fiat rich for the and i'm done with it and i just i'm so mad it's just god damn dude it's so fucking annoying i hate it hate him go on say something you're you're letting me get myself worked up here so just it's good man no it's good so the the one thing that you said that first i want to comment on is you saying like oh bitcoin shouldn't be here yet at this point or whatever and i hear people saying that a lot and i think what we need to recognize is like bitcoin is going to be exactly where it is and where exactly where it's supposed to be all the time so even even looking back at the last cycle like everybody freaking out oh it only went to this amount or oh we did this it's like that's what was supposed to happen nobody knows what's going to happen this brand new thing and bitcoin (laughs) another funny bitcoin paradox is like we have no control over what bitcoin does but also we have all of the control over what bitcoin does because you can't you can like you you can change the blocks if you want to, and then you have to you have to see what the positives and negatives are to that. And when you you break it down, for for me, like I, I think I see things a lot differently than a lot of Bitcoiners do. But for me, the 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 key was just if you make the block size bigger, then less people will be able to run it. If less people are able to run it, it'll be become more centralized. That's bad. And then also. This is somewhere where I made a mistake. I thought the code that Satoshi launched was pretty much set in stone when he launched it, but there was no block size limit when it first, first came out. So somewhere along the way, they put in that one megabyte uh, limit. And then somewhere along the way, again, when Satoshi did that, I think from what I I was reading today, he was, he was the one that actually tagged that, that line of code in at the very, like towards the very end towards the end of his involvement right yes that's what i mean right so but at the beginning it wasn't there so that that was something that they had solved um post the launch of bitcoin which is interesting and then segwit introduced the other three megabytes uh in the in the witness portion of it i don't want to get too technical i don't know too much about it but there's the additional three megabytes and that's where all the ordinals and all that shit lie in but but the key is is that if you were to change like the reason bitcoin has value monetary value is because it's an unchanging monetary 
like the, the way that it's set out is already already decided. And if you change that, then that changes everything. Because if you change one aspect of Bitcoin, that opens the door to changing all the other aspects of Bitcoin, which means Bitcoin can be changed, which means it's not valuable because it's not set the way it's supposed to be. So, th th and that's another reason why all the other shit coins or any other fork of Bitcoin is useless because the whole value prop of it is that it's an unchanging system. This is how many sats come out at a time. This is when they get halved. This is how many transactions go in a block. This is how they move. All of these aspects of Bitcoin, if any one of them changes, then the system breaks. But the more and more, the it gets stronger and stronger because the more people that run it, the harder it is to change. I'm I'm really starting to think, like even now people are saying, oh, we 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 have to open this discussion again. It's like there's no discussion to be had. There's more and more people that are running Bitcoin themselves that can just put their middle fingers up to everybody and say, no, this is what Bitcoin is. So if they do, if anybody does make a change it'll immediately become a hard fork and then immediately become a failure. Sure, some people will go to it and maybe make some fiat dollars or some sick gains for a minute right. or yeah. two. It'll be another shitcoin, yeah. But yeah, it'll, ju it'll just be another shitcoin and then people will ne inevitably go back to Bitcoin because of, it, because of its monetary policy is set in stone. And then that just goes back into, <laughs> you compare it to the Fed and you, you look at what they do, for anybody that doesn't know what monetary policy is, I, I didn't know. That's another one of those words you you hear and you're like, what? What does that even mean? Like the monetary policy of fucking fiat changes every three months, every quarter. And they come out and say, okay, now we're going to raise interest rates or lower interest rates. And the whole market needs to decide what the fuck they're going to do with their money because they don't know what what's going to happen to it the, in the next three months. And so that's why the whole world is a fucking clown show because nobody knows what's happening to their money ever. And this, this is the whole thing that Bitcoin fixes is this is the system. This is how it works. This is what it does. So keeping that system unchanged is the most important thing in my mind. So I feel like I'm probably going to be a, there's probably going to be a subset of Bitcoiners that are like Bitcoin hippies or something that just run Bitcoin core version 1.0 or 0.1, whatever the first one was, right? Like before anything else happened, because that's really all you need. And yeah, and that'll be, that'll be, that'd be really cool because all the softworks after it will still be, uh, work with it. So it'll be fine. I, I think that'll be fun. Um, what was my other thing about that? And then, yeah, so we can also talk about, I want to talk about the transactions in the mempool being full, full a little bit. And, and what that means. So it made you angry. This is interesting that you're, that you're reading the blog size worse because I thought I was going to catch you still in your uh, anger phase. So what made you angry about the, the fact that it cost money to send a transaction given you know that the fucking Lightning Network exists? So why? Well, because why, I'm why not transferring upset? it. I wasn't, my, my son has a cold storage wallet. I was sending it to that. So it's not, it's not a lightning wallet. I had to send it on chain. So the pro, you know, so, but that's, that's beside the point. The point is, is honestly, it shouldn't matter why, you know, what I'm doing with it, right? Like I'm not, 
I'm not the one fucking up the system. The problem I'm having is that this is clearly an attack, obviously. Okay. I mean, just by its nature, like all you have to do is look at the mempool and go, why is somebody constantly sending 546 sats? And why that number? I don't know that part. But like you look at any block and there's at least 20 or 30, 546 sat sends that are happening. So it's, I don't know if that means something. I don't know if it's a message. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe someone smarter listening can tell me, but it's clearly an attack. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not, it's, it is not the normal usage of the system. Right. So somebody has an agenda. Somebody is trying to take their agenda and import it or imprint it onto this life-saving money that could free the human race. And instead, they're fucking around and playing footsie games for for what? So that they can they can go back and, and, and reopen the, the block size war arguments? That just pisses me off. It's like it's not it's not enough for you. Mr. Bad Actor, not you, Jeff, but Mr. Bad Actor out there. It's not enough that we have finally a solution to fiat. We finally have, as a human race, this device, this ledger that allows us to be self-sovereign. We finally have it after thousands of years. We have a good system. And there's still some asshole out there that's like, you know what? I got to fuck with it. I got to fuck with it. So I don't know if it's a government. I don't know if it's a uh, just some troll with a lot of money. I don't know if it's if it's fake Toshi and his his organization or Calvin Iyer or whoever. It is. I don't know who it is. I just know they're assholes and it irritates me that they're fucking with me. I don't care if you're an asshole and you want to go be an asshole somewhere else. Just leave me the fuck alone. And now you're fucking with my money and my future. And that pisses me off. That doesn't make you mad? No, it doesn't make me mad because once you know the the ways around said attack, it, you kind of laugh off the attack. It's like somebody swinging a plastic sword at a giant metal shield. It's like, okay, keep up the great work. That, that sword's going to break soon and I just have to sit here holding my shield. It's not a big deal. That's the kind of way I look at the attack. Um, I, w- I would say it's an attack and I guess it's... Maybe it's more um, personal to you because the whole point of the attack, in my view, is to make it so that people with lower net worths yeah. are are Absolutely. are persuaded into not using Bitcoin. Right. And yeah, that's exactly what it is, dude. It's exactly that. It's to take guys like me and go, well, this is broken. I'm not going to fucking use it and then walk away from it. And so now you've just taken somebody's freedom. Right. And you've 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 convinced them to basically shackle themselves back up. Right. Well, they, you, you they, have to look had, for another had, option. Right. They it's had like... unlocked. The, no, this is what pisses me off, though, is that you got normies out there who are just starting. Jeff, they're just starting to, like, understand the system like this. The last three years has woken them up and they're just starting to get it. And they're just they're so close to freedom. You know, they can they could almost touch it. Right. And they're 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 going this fiat system's fucked up and they're printing all this money. And my house is is retarded upside down and paychecks and eggs and all this stuff. Right. And it's starting to come clear to them. And then they hear about this Bitcoin thing and it's like, oh, well, maybe this could work. And then this asshole, whoever he is, is out there and you know what 
he just he just pulled the rug out from underneath this guy, and now he's gonna he's gonna go he's gonna go put shackles back on. He's either gonna go back to the fiat system or he's going to go back to shit coins. I repeat myself, but whatever. You know what I mean? It's like these people are doing harm, and I don't like that. I am I just I I've never liked bullies. I've never liked people who are just malicious and just just bad actors. It's not it's not this is not um this is not an oopsie. You know what I mean? Like this isn't somebody that was just like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that." You know, like someone steps on your toe in the elevator or something. This is like I'm up above the elevator and I'm cutting the cables with 50 people in the elevator below me. You know, it's like that is an asshole, and I don't like that guy. And it makes me mad that you know we can't find him and do awful things to him. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess this is my my uh libertarian take you you don't you don't uh what's the word you wouldn't call yourself a libertarian would you no not really okay so i guess in my i suppose i would i'd be a constitutional libertarian if anything so my my theory though is just that if somebody is in your example somebody new just learning about bitcoin and then realizing how broken the fiat system is and then realizing that Bitcoin can solve all these problems. And then they're put off by this one quote unquote attack. Mm -hmm. Then I would put the blame on that person that got scared away by this attack. Now see, that's not fair though. What if it was, let's just, let's just, let's just, let's go back to the beginning of this show two years ago, two and a half years, whatever it was, right? You come to me and you say, Doug, you really, you really gotta, you gotta check this out. Right. We've had this conversation a billion times. You come to me and I go, all right, Jeff, I'm going to go check it out. And then I go and I buy a hundred dollars of Bitcoin and I can't do anything with it. Can't send it anywhere. Can't give it to anybody. Like I'm just brand new to it. Like I don't understand lightning. I don't understand any of this shit. And all I have is your word that it's a good deal. And I come in and it's, it's fucking retarded. You know, like I, 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 I buy a hundred dollars and it's going to cost me 15 to put it somewhere. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm heading for the fucking door. I'm going to go, Jeff, I'm sorry. I love you. You're an idiot because this is broken as shit and I'm out. I'm not going to waste my money and time on this, right? So for everybody today that was where I was then, this looks awful. I'm sorry. You can't you can't blame them for for the optics on this. I just, that's not fair, right? That's That's, that is totally... You're expecting them to have a level of education and knowledge that you have. And this is kind of what I was talking about before, right? Like all these guys that were here in 2017, in 2015 and everything else, you can't just, you can't just roll your eyes at somebody new walking into the space and going, what the fuck is this? How is this good? Why are you not upset? And just rolling your eyes and going, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's like, that's not an answer. That's not going to be helpful. That's not good. That doesn't get, I mean, if the, if the, if the argument is we're trying to increase adoption, legitimate adoption, right. Then we got to come up with a better answer than, uh, uh, it'll be fine. You know, because for the average person who's trying to make their way in the world right now and doesn't have a lot of, you know, uh, you know, free and easy money to spend, asking them to invest in something they don't understand and then for them to find out that thing is kind of broken, that's not a good look, man. I just, I. 
Okay, you hurt my feelings by saying that thing is kind of broken. Bitcoin is not broken. It's working exactly as fun as it's supposed to. And then... I'm, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying as a perception. I'm not. I agree with you. Bitcoin is, is working it's, as it's working differently than it was a couple of weeks ago. No, what I'm saying is, is that so? For just just point of reference, I had to walk my dad through all of this yesterday. And I, I told him it was fine and everything's going to be good and it is working as intended. And we had to talk about the Lightning Network and everything else. It was a good talk. My point is, if my dad didn't have me to walk him through, he would look at that and go, this is broken. I'm not saying Bitcoin is broken. Just for the record, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying Bitcoin is broken. I'm saying the perception is very easily rendered that Bitcoin is broken to somebody who doesn't know what they're looking at. And I think that is bad. So that I, is a bad thing. I think the most important thing is that, yeah, you have to have a Bitcoin friend to help you understand what it is. It's good that your dad had you to understand it and to just be that calm person and explain what's going on. And then what was the other thing you said? That the people are bad, that are doing it, that it's an attack. Um that oh that it's going to that it's going to bring people away that this isn't like i just see this as such a minor minor attack compared to what we're going to see coming and i guess i'm in a different camp than a lot of people because i went from zero bitcoin knowledge to overloaded bitcoin knowledge in you know you know like the span of a week um obviously trying to get back all that shit i should have wrote it down while i was going through it but i was so convicted in bitcoin and at, at that moment in my life i had a very good understanding of what was going on and also kind of coming to terms with the fiat world was that i knew there was no other option i still believe that there's no other option so if anybody comes in and says oh well bitcoin's not working the way i want it to and they go looking for something else there there, there is nowhere else to go you you can go back into fiat you can invest in other shit but all of it is going I, to be stolen from you. So I, I, I still think it you, but yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just think the most important thing about Bitcoin, <laughs> it's kind of a, sorry. One of the most important things about Bitcoin <laughs> is the self-responsibility aspect of it and understanding what you're getting into. If you don't understand it, you will sell it full stop, right? Like if you don't have a full conviction on what you're buying, how it works and what it does and what's problems it's solving, eventually you'll get to a point where you sell it. And that's why the hardcore Bitcoiners have no problem saying, I'm never fucking selling this shit with the nuance that obviously I'll use it in the future to buy goods and services, but I won't sell it. Sure. But right. anybody that doesn't have that 10,000 hours, however many hours put into it will eventually just say, okay, well, I've made 10 X my fiat dollars. I guess I'll, Go buy something nice and they won't change. So that's the one thing, right? You you have to have that personal understanding of this new thing that we're talking about, Bitcoin. You have to understand that for yourself. And then secondly, the amount of attacks that are going to come from the governments of the world, uh, the, the, the fiat overlords of the world that attack Bitcoin. I mean, we've seen plenty of them already. A lot of them work. That's why when you go to talk to somebody about Bitcoin, initially they scoff at you and say, oh, you're just a crazy person. Like the, the, those attacks have already kind of been implanted in a lot of people's brains. And it's only going to get worse once 
CBDCs are launched or whatever the new money is or what, when we go into World War Three or UBI comes out, the, the shit that's going to happen, <laughs> I think COVID and fucking the, the 6.25 era that me and you have grown and developed our Bitcoin life in, although it's been an absolute shit show for the world, I personally think, and sorry to be such a doomer here, I personally think the next era, the 3.125 era, is going to be fucking crazy in fiat world. We're going to see so much shit. We're going to see a major influx of shit coins, major influx of government, new government shit coins, major world events, major psyops going on to try and control people, major, you know, like all these things are going to be so much worse than some asshole fucking spamming the chain with a few extra transactions to make it expensive for some people. So if anything, you should just look at this and be like, just use it as preparation for what's coming because the attacks are going to be way worse. And that's something that every, every Bitcoiner should know is, yeah, it's going to be tough for this switch from the fiat world order to the, to the Bitcoin, uh, hyper Bitcoinization, right? It's going to be insane because the people in charge are not going to go down lightly and they're going to do everything in their power to stop this thing. They won't be able to, and it's going to be a fucking shit show. So <laughs> that's why when I see Bitcoin functioning perfectly, people saying it's broken like that, that's why I get to laugh. Because they say, oh, like Bitcoin's not working. It's like Bitcoin is working exactly as intended. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. It's fucking beautiful. Well, see, and that I do disagree with. I think I, I don't think that statement's correct. You don't think the world's going to go to no. shit? No, 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 not that part. I think I don't think that this is, again, I, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I think that there was a sort of perceived timeline of adoption by Satoshi and, and those early working on the project that they foresaw high fees that's that's undisputable no one can argue that everyone assumed at some point the base layer would have very high fees and you know i think even satoshi talked about the the layer two stuff would take kind of mitigate and take care of that the problem is that infrastructure for layer two is not there yet it's not at a point where like a big company is running on lightning you know, or whatever. And, and just, just from the sheer volume alone, like we know that it wasn't working like this six months ago. Now, did we have massive new adoption that suddenly there was a huge influx of players and, and, and new users? Not to this level, not, not, I don't, I don't think that's true at all. So this idea that, that Bitcoin is working exactly as intended, it's responding as intended, but it, it's not supposed to be at this level yet. Those These high fees, and I know we've had high fees before, and I, I've heard that argument too. I get it. it. It does happen. It exists. But the way this is, I mean, you have to, mar- I, we always marvel at like how well thought out all of this was and how it was planned right to the point of adoption. Like the the incentives that were set up to encourage adoption you know, and, and to make everything work appropriately, we're all thought out. And now someone's trying to game that system. And yeah, Bitcoin can handle it. Again, I'm not arguing that Bitcoin is doomed. And no, I'm not telling anybody to sell off all your Bitcoin or any of that shit. I'm just saying this is not how it's supposed to work. 
like to say that Bitcoin is working exactly as intended, I think is kind of erroneous. Like I get kind of what you're saying, but it's like there were always going to be attacks. I get that part, but we should identify them as attacks. Like we shouldn't just be like, oh, Bitcoin is working as intended. No, it's being abused is what it is. You know, the system is being abused right now. It's going to be fine. It's going to work out. I haven't, I don't have any argument or, 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 you know, any qualm saying that, but it's like, I don't like to pretend things are fine when they're not, because I, I feel like if you, if we just blanket over and just say, it's going to be fine and Bitcoin's working as intended, I feel like we could miss something. Like, I think, I think, you know, especially, I mean, Bitcoin is only what, 14, 15 years old. It's still a baby, man. Like we still got to protect it. We still, we can't just, we can't just assume that, you know, like you can't throw a 15 year old out like a human. You can't throw a 15 year old human out into the world and expect good things to happen. You know what I mean? And this is, this is a piece of software that, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't like the attitude of everything is fine and it's going to be okay. And that just may be a personal difference between you and me. I don't know, but uh, I just, I don't find it to be very comforting to just be like, oh, everything's going to be fine. I feel comforted when I hear stuff like, we've done this before, here's the history of it, here's why this thing is happening, and here's how this problem is going to solve itself. Like, that, I think, is much more compelling. The idea that, yes, this will suck for a little bit, and then eventually these people are going to run out of money, and oh, in the interim, this attacker, whoever it is, is wasting a shit ton of money and giving Bitcoin to the miners who... What are they going to do? Spread it around the ecosystem. So they're really just kind of helping everybody already involved in the system. That's a compelling argument. To just say Bitcoin will be fine, I don't believe that is necessarily true. I think it's going to be fine if we take care of it and if we defend it. Maybe that's just my nature versus your nature. I don't know. but So I don't think we... I guess, I guess where I, <laughs> okay, a couple of things. So the first thing is, depends who you ask, right? If you go on Twitter and you say, what's going on? This is an attack. And then you get a bunch of fucking laser eyed cartoons like myself, just kind of laughing at you, right? It's, <laughs> that's not who you want to talk to. You have to recognize that there is, and the reason they're laughing or the trolls, the Bitcoin or trolls are doing that is because the information is out there. And for the most part, I think maybe maybe this isn't as true as it was when we started, but I'd like to believe it's still true, is that anybody that's a Bitcoiner that actually respects what's going on here is willing to help anybody that ha comes in with genuine questions. And that's something that I want to want to keep strong. And I think that's what you're pushing for. It's like, if somebody comes in, they're new and they have a question and somebody just laughs at them, that's stupid. If they're a shit coiner and they come in spouting shit and you laugh at them, that's good. But if somebody actually has a genuine <laughs> about Bitcoin, then Bit it, it should be a Bitcoiner's like, this is one of the badges we wear. It's like, we're fucking helpful. If you have questions about Bitcoin, I, you should be out there helping people answer these questions because the answers are out there. That, that was one of the aha moments for me is like, I had all these ideas in my head of how Bitcoin could break. And I kept looking, oh, no, somebody solved that. Somebody solved that. Somebody solved that. Oh, this one, this, all, all, all of my attacks on Bitcoin thus far have been solved. This one is another one. It's already been solved. Bitcoin's going to be fine. There's nothing to worry about here. But uh, yeah, I, th I think it's very important that 
we share that information, let people know, yeah, go read the block size words, go understand why transaction fees go up, go understand how the, the mempool works, go understand. And we can answer those questions maybe when we get a guest on or something, but like the answers are out there, right? Why, why yeah. does, why does the mempool fill up? How do transaction fees work? What happens? You know, all, all of these things, the answers are there. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's important that people share that information. My second thing is, you said where where Bitcoin is, I don't think it's ready for it yet. And maybe this is just a philosophical difference between the two of us, but I'd have to ask you, are you a believer in the saying that everything happens for a reason? Uh, I mean, yeah, I suppose. So like for me, it's just, if you don't have a problem, then you're never going to find a solution for it using Bitcoin as an example, right? Again, if we didn't have the problem of fiat, then Bitcoin would never have been created. Uh, specifically when it was created, when fiat was pretty much at its complete final moments. We can kind of declare fiat dead already, even though they want to pretend that it's not, right? But it's the same thing, like your 15-year-old kid that you throw it in the woods. Okay, yeah, he doesn't know what to do. But how long do you keep him at home for and sure, you can try and teach them and, and nurture them and tell them, okay, once you're out there in the world, this is going to happen. Like the best way to learn is by being in a problem, being in a situation where you have to find the solution. So with that, with Bitcoin being quote unquote attacked, it's going to lead to people trying to find the solution. Okay, well, solution one, the Lightning Network exists. Solution two, all these exchanges Binance is a great example. It's shutting down two times in one day, probably because A, they don't have enough Bitcoin or B, they don't want to pay the, pay the transaction fees because it's getting too expensive and they're going to get cooked and fucking go under. So <laughs> in my opinion, that'd be a good thing. The more, the quicker the exchanges go down, it just depends how aggressive you want to switch to hyper Bitcoinization to be, I guess. But it, it's going to force people that are selling Bitcoin, moving Bitcoin to find solutions to these problems that they otherwise could have just kept coasting on. It's going to force guys like you and me to say, okay, maybe I was being a little uh, too lenient on my UTXOs and my coin, my coin management. Maybe I should actually learn about how that fucking shit works. Cause you're not, and this, I guess this is an assumption, but for the most part, you're never going to go learn about that shit until the problem arises so again that that just kind of goes back to the idea of bitcoin wasn't wasn't ready for this yet it's, it, it was never going to be ready until it happened and now it's happened so now people can start looking and like even me you know i i know a little bit about utxos i, I could hold a conversation i know a little bit about coin control i can uh, explain what's going on there but uh, I, I still have a lot to learn if i want to explain it to more people if that's what my goals are and I, I am kind of curious. I, I did kind of want to talk with you about that a little bit today, UTXOs and what you know about them and how they work and stuff. Did, did you know anything about that that side of Bitcoin? Had you gone down that that route yet? In terms of management? Just no. what they are, how they work, and what they're doing? No, not particularly. You know I'm not really the tech guy. And that is part of the problem with Bitcoin is that it can be very tech heavy and, you know, my eyes just kind of glaze over at that shit. Like, like I've said before, I just want my money to work, man. Like, so the, this know? is the, this is the interesting thing is UTXOs, 
coin coin control management, all that shit was very difficult before for somebody that wasn't technical, but it's only going to become easier and easier. And this is going to be another I catalyst. Agree with that. This is going to be another catalyst towards that, right? People are going to be incentivized to choose wallets and hardware devices that make that aspect of Bitcoin easier, just like they're going to choose uh, wallets and hardware devices that make multi-sig easier to use. Because I'd love to do multi-sig, but holy fuck, it seems like a whole bunch of shit that I don't want to learn right now. Once it's like, like I'm happy, you know, I got my sat somewhere that can't, can't be touched. I'm good. But situations will arise. Okay. Maybe I should learn more. Well, are about you this. still buying sats now? What do you mean? Am I still buying? I sats? mean, I mean, are you still like going aping all in and you, you, I mean, what, how is, how has this attack affected you and your, your management of Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm 100% all in on Bitcoin all the time. I uh, I have a $2 DCA that goes in in the morning and a $3 DCA that goes in at night. So it's the first thing that my my day starts with and it's the last thing my day ends with. And that brings me a, piece, a point of calm in my day because I tried just going all in all the time and I would get jittery if I hadn't stacked some sats that day. So now I have my set aside that I go through. And yeah, all, all my money's in Bitcoin, man. It hasn't changed me at so, all. So are you getting it off of an exchange? Yeah, so what, so what I do is I uh, let my DCA go through for the two weeks. And then when my payday comes, I pay my bills. I set money aside for what I need for expenses. And then I just put the rest in my Bitcoin. But are you getting it off of the exchange is my point. So I because take it off the yeah I take, to do that right now. That's my yeah issue. I I take it off the exchange every uh, every two weeks on average. So you've you've paid the exorbitant fees then or what? So there are certain exchanges that you don't need to pay the fees. ShakePay is one of those. They 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 handle uh, the fee okay. side of it. Uh, that said, obviously they make that back in their spread. Their spread is kind of shit from what I've uh, realized recently compared to. Bitcoin well in some other spots, but I think uh, I'm pretty sure bull Bitcoin pays the fees for you. A lot of exchanges will pay the fees because it's the push, right? Like, uh, it's when you send Bitcoin, the fee is on the pusher side, not the receiver side. So if you ask for your Bitcoin, it's the, it's the person sending it that has to pay those fees. And for the most part, it's the exchanges doing that. So I'm pretty sure Swan pays those fees. I'm pretty sure river pays those fees as well. So, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Are, are you saying you had stats on one of those exchanges and you went to receive it? I'm saying the... I haven't pulled anything off of any exchanges since this all started to go down. Oh I've yeah, no, been, yeah, you can, you, you can take I mean. it. You, you should feel no stress there. Um, if you're on Swan or River, you can, we can contact both those guys and double check. I don't, I don't normally, I usually, I usually let it stack up for a month and then I take it off anyways. But, and then you take it off. So it's so not, it... not, not a huge deal, but. I was just curious if it had actually, like, if you had been personally impacted at all by it. No. So, so yeah, that that's the big thing. The, the person that is impacted by transaction fees is the sender. The receiver has no say in the transaction fee whatsoever. It's just, if I were to send you a Bitcoin transaction, I can say, okay, Jeff is going to send Doug 20,000 sats. And then I can say, how much, uh, where, 
how many sats per vbyte I want to send to get them get that transaction into the next block. And you sit there with your wallet and I say, okay, my wallet says it's going to be there within the next either block because I paid high priority or three hours or day or week. Right. So then it just, then it just depends on how quick you need the money. So again, it, it becomes to those incentives, right? So if you're sending sats from your Bitcoin wallet to your son's Bitcoin wallet, and you know that your son's not going to take those sats out for the next 20 years because it's just sitting there and being held, huddled, right? Who cares if you pay the, the lowest fee? It doesn't matter. Well, that's that's the thing is I tried to, and it just kicked me out. It just denied the transaction completely. Ah, uh, you went too low. So 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 right now we do have uh transactions. No, being Jeff, purged. I picked I picked I picked the mid. Oh yeah? I picked the mid and it, it got filled up so fast and so hard that I waited twenty four hours and I got a notice that it was just kicked out of the pool. <laughs> so that's pretty wild. That is pretty yeah. wild. Pretty I, annoying. Uh, can I I don't wanna like Docs, what we use and all that too much, but we've probably said it on the show before. Is it just like a blue wallet on your phone to a blue wallet on his phone, or where are you going from? Into no, he's got a um, uh, pull card. He's got. I a was cold going card. from. I was going from. Where do I have it? I guess it was on my Moon wallet to mm. pull card. So yeah, so. Moon is your go-to mobile wallet, eh? I mean, I've started to play a lot more with Blue Wallet, but I mean, I have I have a lot of hesitation towards Moon Wallet as of late because they say it's Bitcoin and Lightning together, but again, you, you dive into the back end of that and how it works. Uh, submarine swaps is what you'd want to Google yeah. if you want to understand how that works, and it's not really Lightning. It's not really on it, it, it. There's a lot of shit going on in the back end, so I don't know. Um, well, it's it's d- does it give you, but it's like not your custody lightning or something, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it'd be because it'd it's definitely lightning. lightning. Yeah, it's custodial lightning because it's not on your lightning node. It's not right. your uh, tra- trans. What's the word? Not your um, link. What is it called when two lightning people hook up? Oh shit. There's a word for that. <laughs> yes. Too. Anyways, it's, it's, not a, uh, it's not a node, but it's something else. Channel, no, a lightning really? channel, 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 channel. channel. Yeah, yeah. So if it's not your lightning channel, then it's custodial. Um, but on moon, I maybe I should try this myself. When you send it, did it give you an option? Hey, choose which um, sat per V byte you want to send high priority, med priority. Oh, yeah. yeah, you, you click that. Okay. Yeah. And you clicked medium and then it just said, didn't go through. It it was like, it'll be like three hours. I was like, okay, so that's fine. I understood that it was going to take a longer time because I chose a a lower, you know, lower level or whatever. And then it got to like 10 hours and I was like, hmm, that's weird. And then I just kind of went to bed and the next morning got up and it was like, yeah, it's been rejected. You're out. I was like, well, that sucks. That does suck. The good news I mean, is it's not you still have your sats. Either, but again, it's, it's not what's like that? You, it's not you still have your sats, right? It's not like yeah, you're just yeah. it's not like I lost anything or or anything like that. It's just like from a, from my perspective, and this is what we were talking about when you and I were personally talking about it. It's like if I was you know if I was trying to pay a vendor, 
you know, like this is my son, right? Like he's, I can sit down and talk to him and be like, Hey dude, this is what's happening. You know? But it's like, if this was a vendor, you know, if I'm, I'm trying to pay like for my thread or my buckles or my leather, you know, they're not going to be accepting of that. They're not going to be cool with that as an, an option. Like it is an issue, you know? And, and I guess my argument again is like, when layer two is totally flushed out and we have a good user base across the board and it's widely accepted that people use lightning and, and the base layer isn't, it's, it's almost, you know, it's almost a forgotten thing because everyone's just using lightning. That'd be one thing, but where we're at right now, you know, it, it isn't like that. A lot of people are still just doing transactions right on the base layer, which is what, I mean, again, this is my, you know, kind of my argument of like, Bitcoin is still in its infancy. It's still, it's still kind of young and it, it needs time to be flushed out all the way, you know, and, and these, I don't know what, what this bad actor is doing, like ultimately what is their goal, but it's like, this is, I don't know, it's just, it's just frustrating. It's just, it's just, again, I just, I just kind of back default back into, it's frustrating that we finally have some really good solid money for the first time in human history. And there's still some fuck nut out there that needs to fuck with it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's going to be a lot of fuck nuts in our life. Yeah, there are. But again, it's like, can't you just not break things? You know, like, could you, could you just go, go do something? There's plenty of things to fuck with in this, on this world. You know what I mean? There's plenty of things to screw up and screw around with. Just get, leave this alone. That's all I'm saying. It's just, it's such assholes. God, you, you just wish people could be good people. Well, this is the thing, right? This attacker is going to attack for so long and then they're going to realize, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I probably would have made more money. I probably would have done better for myself. I would, his incentive is going to change to say, probably should have just stacked sats instead of trying to yeah. attack this. And network. so in that regard, I do agree with you that Bitcoin is working as intended. You know, you watch this play out. It's not like, you know, I mean, the big takeaway for anybody listening, I think I should say this, like the big takeaway, if you're going to take nothing else, please understand that the blocks are still getting processed. Bitcoin is actually still working. I may not like how it's working. I may not like that it's being attacked, but I don't matter. My opinion doesn't matter when it comes to Bitcoin and its workingness. That's fine. I think it's weird. Uh, there's like a big, you know, spike in hash rate. And then all of a sudden this shit starts to happen. That was odd to me. Like it just kind of tickled something in my brain. Like it seemed weird. Didn't that seem weird to you that like we had this massive spike in hash rate and then all of a sudden like this, like, cause we had had ordinals for a while, right? Ordinals have been around for, for a hot minute. And then we had this big spike in hash rate. And then all of a sudden the mempool started filling up. Like, I think that's weird. Like, I don't have any, like. I don't have any conspiracy theories to attach to that. I don't know what that means, if anything. It just seemed really coincidental to me that we had this big spike in the hash rate and then the mempools totally filled up. That seemed really odd to me. Yeah, I think they're I think they're unrelated. I'm probably alone. You think so? I'm probably uh, the oddball in, in the theory there. But I think the hash rate spiking and going down again is a major player turning on like it, the amount of fucking computers you have to turn on to get the hash rate from 300 to 400 mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. absurd. Like it's insane. So who's ever doing that? I mean, I'm just going to say it's most likely Putin or some other giant, um, maybe like the Saudis or something like some 
buddy that has access to a fuck ton of money and a fuck ton of power and like power in the energy sense, but also power in like the ability to get it done. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Power over people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, political power, I guess. Um, it's got to be somebody doing that that's turning on all these computers because it's just insane to think that it's anything else. And the reason they would do that is they can turn on their machines right when the uh, so you turn it on, you turn on your machines, the hash rate goes way up, you turn them off, and then the hash rate drops like crazy. The adjustment, the difficulty adjustment drops because the blocks are coming in slower, so the difficulty adjustment drops. And then the next uh, difficulty adjustment cycle goes through. The difficulty just dropped. You turn all your miners on again. You have a fucking quarter of the hash rate. So you just crank out coins like insane. And then you you do it again, which is a smart play for somebody that has yeah, that kind I mean, of resources. Uh, it's sure. insane that it's happening. And yeah, I guess they can keep doing it for a while. But again, all they're going to do is end up acquiring more coins and <laughs> using more power. It's all good for Bitcoin. It's not a problem who has like it, it really doesn't matter who has more Bitcoins. If, if Putin has 10 million Bitcoins, it doesn't make a difference to me and you. All he can do is sell them or use them. Right. Correct. Like that. That's it. That, that's why I love it. So it's another reason why I don't care. <laughs> Not that I well, don't that care, was but... one of my bigger my bigger takeaways from this idea, of, you know, this bad actor, you know, flooding it. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's happening. And yeah, I'm getting priced out of the market to, to transfer on the base layer. But this guy's just dumping tons of money into some miner's pocket somewhere. You know, like we're, uh, what was it, yesterday or day before, we're actually seeing the, the reward for finding a block is like 11 Bitcoin instead of 6.25. You know, like that's was, crazy times, the, but the, good for them. You know, yeah, the, the total was eleven. the 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 transaction yeah, yeah, yeah. fee Sorry. was Sorry. higher than the block reward, which is going to happen eventually. Which is what needs to happen for which Bitcoin. has happened before. Apparently, that's not yeah. new. Like I guess that was in twenty seventeen that happened too. Mm. But it was good to know that. Like I and I guess like I said that that was kind of my my one of my calm down moments was realizing this guy is not. Whoever whoever this dumbass is with the 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 four fifty six, you know Satoshis, I I don't he's he's just don't I don't know it. what he's yeah it's just, it's just so bizarre to me that it's like what are you doing that you have this money to just piss away like that's weird to me I don't know man like it just you know what it is Jeff aside from the bad actor me being angry thing the whole thing is just like it's a it's like a mystery. You know, it's like a Sherlock Holmes mystery. You're just like, why the fuck are you doing that? You know, like, never mind if you're good or bad or whatever. Never mind if it's good or bad for Bitcoin. Why the fuck are you doing it? It just doesn't, I don't understand. Like, why would you pay, you know, like three Bitcoin to move 500 Satoshis? What, what is that? What would inspire you to spend that kind of money? I don't, I don't get it. I just don't understand, Jeff. Well, people that want to freak people out about bitcoin <laughs> that's exactly who it is it's the it's the three-letter agencies that want to convince people that bitcoin is not for them bitcoin is only for the rich elite or whatever they want to say oh you can't transact on that's what it is man this is a state attack and they're gonna keep happening and so you really think it's a state attack huh 
Yeah, it has to be. It has to be a CIA or Mossad or whatever those other FBI. I don't think. I don't FBI, know. Dude. There are a lot of people with money that would love to see Bitcoin fail that are not feds. Yeah, know? but it, it, it comes down to most people are motivated by getting more money. And so you Dude, only. I just had a thought. What if it's Satoshi himself? What if, what if like, what if he had a different wallet that we weren't watching or something and he was just doing this just to like, like you were talking about, like make the, make the force resiliency, you know, (laughs) there you go. There's a thought. I'm going to go with that one. It's Satoshi's doing it. We should be able to see. We solved it, Jeff. We solved the riddle. (laughs) We, We should be able to see the wallets that are doing these transactions. Somebody, I'm sure somebody's done the work to say where all these uh, sats are coming from and to and who's paying or like how, how much Bitcoin you're in wallet a and wallet B. Cause you can find that out. Mm-hmm. So we, we should be able to figure that out and find out how many sats they have. And let, you don't mean either one of us, right? Like we're not smart enough to do that shit. It wouldn't be that difficult. I'm not going to do it, but I'm sure somebody will <laughs> do it. Is that, it's not something I'm particularly interested in, man. It's just like, it's another silly attack. I really think my analogy of it's just some kid with a plastic sword coming up against like a fortress saying, ha ha, I'm taking you down. It's like, okay, good luck. And then the sword breaks and he realizes, hey, maybe I'd be better off just sitting inside the fortress instead of swinging a fucking <laughs> plastic sword. Like it just, maybe. it just makes more sense. So I do, okay, I've already gone for a while here. Let's just talk quickly then about um, how you can help your fees stay low, the things you can do to help your fees stay low. Because I guess a lot of people don't know this. And then the other major concern I had uh, that I saw you tweet out, or maybe it was just an RD, I can't remember, but you're like, if I have to pay a 10% fee on my transaction, this is bad. And that that's a major um flaw in how and understanding how the system works because i tweeted out in a joking way it costs ten dollars to send 30 bucks that sucks but it also costs ten dollars to send 30 million dollars so it's not the amount of money that affects the fees that are on that transaction it's the amount of work that the network has to do in order to make that transaction go through, i.e. the the V bytes, as it were. So if your transaction has more V bytes, then it's going to cost more. And how do you keep your V bytes low? You do coin management and check out what your UTXOs are. So what is it? Do you want me to quickly explain what a UTXO is? Would that be interesting? Go ahead. Have fun. Knock yourself out, as they say. Okay, so basically the way Bitcoin works, they come into existence. They're able to be spent when a, a miner finds a block. That miner uh, computer is rewarded with 6.25 Bitcoin right now. Uh, and that is shown in their... <laughs> uh, this will be a layman's term of uh, explaining what this is, I guess. That That's shown in their wallet. And so what they actually have is a 6.25 utxo brand new fresh bitcoin yummy um and what we all have is a derivative of that initial bitcoin so uh me and you doug we could choose 
we could go into our wallet, say I have a million sats. I can go in and you can look in and see how many UTXOs you have. If you have blue wallet, you can do this very easily. When you open your wallet, uh, go to send transaction. And then on that page at the top, there's three dots, open the three dots. It'll say coin control. And then you can see all the coins in your wallet, all the UTXOs. So if I send from me to Doug and I want to send a million sats and I have a hundred thousand sat UTXO, a 50,000 sat UTXO, a 250,000 sat UTXO, a bunch of other little ones equaling up to a million and I want to send that, then the network has to compile all of those UTXOs. UTXO for those uh, stands for unspent transaction. Oh, I should have, should have Googled it. Unspent transaction, something, something. But the, the network has to compile them all into one new thing and then ship that off, which takes more work than if I wanted to send you 100,000 sats and I have a million sats in one UTXO. All it has to do is break that in half send you your 100,000, send me back my 900,000, and the work is done. So the more Bitcoin you acquire over time, what you should be doing is consolidating those UTXOs so that you have a big chunk of UT, uh, of Bitcoin that you can send out and it'll cost you less when you want to send it. <coughs> a way I see a lot of people explain it is like if you have... Um, if you had a room full of gold rocks and you want to give somebody half of them, you'd have to pick them all up and then put them in a bag and give them to them. But if you just have one big rock, you just break it in half. Here's your half. Here's my half. You go on your way. Bitcoin kind of works in the same way. You compile all the sats, all the UTXOs together. And then when you send them off, it's a lot easier if they're in bigger chunks. Uh, just, just economically speaking, if, I mean, if you want, and then again, it comes down to time preference on how fast you want to send it. So step one, consolidate your UTXOs. Step two, uh, lower your time preference on your, your spends, because if you want to send your son, you know, a couple sats every couple weeks for his savings account, uh, you don't, and you know that he's not going to use that money anytime soon, then you don't have to pay the highest fee. You don't have to get into the next block. I do kind of want to dig into how that, uh, I'm going to do some research on how your thing failed. I guess it got purged, but for the most part, you can choose a low fee and it'll get into a block at a later date and it won't matter because it'll still go through and your son won't care because he's not going to use it for the next 10, 20 years. Um, and again, if you do need that money, well, this is, Two things. One, um, A, use lightning. B, have money on the side if you need it for things. I guess even me, a hardcore maximalist, could admit that maybe it's a good idea to have some money on the side for emergencies. I still don't. <laughs> I actually did take the hit for that. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but if, if you need the money right away, then you're going to have to pay the transaction fee. And again, it comes down to, yeah, if you need 30 bucks and it costs you 10 bucks, that really fucking sucks. But if you need 3000 bucks and cost 10 bucks and that money was stored in the most beautiful ledger technology of immutable, uh, unchangeable, unconfiscatable 
uh, wonderful money <laughs> that you started in, then maybe it's worth that 10 bucks to you. Uh, set aside the idea that maybe you've been saving for the last year, or I guess be- better said the last five months. And so you've probably already made, if you do the math and you, sp- you have to spend $10 worth of sats to send the transaction, but <laughs> you're up in fiat terms anyways, Maybe it's fine because it's, you saved your money in something that goes up in value. So you have to spend a little bit more to send it. But had had it been in fiat, then one, it could have got stolen. And two, it would have lost its value anyways. So maybe it's not that bad. Um, but if fees go up forever and the mempool never clear. <laughs> and then this is the other thing, right? So again, it, it's, it's going to be a constant boom and bust cycle because... You're going to see people say, oh, well, block space is too expensive. I can't afford that. Fuck that. I'm just not sending a transaction. And then eventually everybody gets to that point and then it starts dropping again. And so that equilibrium starts happening. And then all of a sudden blocks, block space is very um, available. You can spend a sats or one per V byte or whatever. Everybody says, all right, jump on, start making lightning channels. Starts. This is when it's time to consolidate your UTXOs. This is when it's time to send those transactions. And then again, that starts, everybody gets the same idea. So the, the train starts going uphill again, all of a sudden, oh, fees are expensive. And it's just going to be a constant up and down cycle for the next quite a while because that's how people work. It's the idea of just people making choices based on their economical, what makes economical sense to them. If it's too expensive, I'm not going to do it. If it's very cheap and I see that there's value in it, then I'm going to do it. And that's going to be true for buying Bitcoin. And that's going to be true for sending transaction. And that's true for everything else you buy ever. If you find a good deal on meat at the store, you're going to buy seven things of it. And if you see that it's way expensive, then you're not going to buy it. And then in a couple of weeks, the store is going to put that on sale. And then you say, okay, I'll buy it. And it's just a constant up and down cycle of prices that always find their equilibrium of where people find value and cost at the same place. And that it's just insane that that is ingrained in our new monetary network of the future this is a good thing i guess that's my rant did i explain you, it you did kind of although can you consolidate utxos on lightning you can't can you you don't have utxos on lightning yeah so if it's i different. have if i have uh so so blue wallet you can set up either a lightning wallet or a a bitcoin wallet apparently and apparently blue, i have a lightning wallet on blue wallet <laughs> blue wallet's giving up their lightning because it is it they were doing it in a cons- custodial way and they're realizing that that's not the uh big i don't know it's not that's not the kind of business they want to be so they, they so actually what are they going to sh- do what are you going to do if you have lightning if you have a wallet with that's a lightning wallet on blue wallet Okay, this is kind of old. This was kind of in the news cycle a couple of weeks back, maybe a month or so back. Um, they put out a report saying, hey, we're shutting down our Lightning wallet. Please remove your stats. And they let everybody know and they explained why. And any sets that are left on, there was a lot of back and forth discourse of what they should do. But I think, uh, like, I have two sats in my blue wallet that I can't move. 
for whatever reason. So I'm given two sats and they're just going to take whatever dust they have, even if it's like, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it'll equal to quite a bit, but they're, they're, they'll end up giving it to the core developers or whatever that uh, organization is, which is not ideal. This is a, this is a lesson to not trust. And th- this is a lesson in custodial Bitcoin, right? <laughs> it's the exact same thing as, well, I had my Bitcoin on Coinbase and they just said that they're shutting down Coinbase. Well, it wasn't your Bitcoin. This is what people need to understand about Lightning. It's like, if you have sats on Lightning and it's not your channel and it's not your node, then technically it's not yours. So treat it as such. And that's not something a lot of people want to hear, but it's just true. So be aware of the wallets you're using. Be aware of Moon or Breeze or Phoenix and how they function and whether or not they can rug pull you at any time. You know, we, we've had a couple of people on the show that say Bitcoiners are extremely paranoid, which is true. But the best way to, <laughs> the, the, I mean, the best way to hold Bitcoin is, or the best way to use Bitcoin is hold it in your cold storage that nobody touches. That's the only way you know it's yours for sure. All your other stats should be considered lost and or stolen. So, I mean, that goes back to the, the saying, only keep on what is it? Only keep on lightning what you can afford to lose or only invest what you can afford to lose. You know, the, the, I'd say only keep, <laughs> only keep your money in cold storage, what you uh, expect to save forever. Everything else consider it stolen or lost. Uh, but yeah, as for, as for what they're doing, they're just going to donate it to the, the core devs. I think it'll probably be you know, a couple hundred thousand sats or something. I'm sure it won't be too much, but they did their best, you know? And I, I it'd be interesting. I can't fucking get a hold of anybody at Blue Wallet. Even talking to some of the upper Bitcoiners I know, I'm like, who's behind this fucking thing? Nobody will tell me. So I, oh, I'd really? love to, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'd like to know who's behind it, but I guess they're, I don't, I, I don't know. I need to look into it. I don't know if Blue Wallet is like a business or just an open source program. I don't, I'm really trying to figure it out, but. um, mm. All right. But yes, uh, so you don't have any UTXOs on Lightning. You just have Sats on Lightning that are bouncing toward, bouncing in between uh, nodes from one channel to the next. Right on, right on. Okay. Well, I feel like we've uh, purged a lot of emotions here. This is good. I'm feeling better. I'm excited that you're reading the block size words. I should read it again. I read it probably a year ago. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a great book. It, I definitely recommend it to everybody, uh, especially if you like me are pissed off at high fees. You need to understand where that came from. It's actually really well written. It's uh, uh, it's a little. It's gotten some uh, some pretty technical sections that are kind of like I just sort of glaze over. But uh, but there was the full, there part, was full on chapters. I just skipped because i read the title of the chapter i'm like i don't need to know about this part (laughs) you can you can kind of read it like a textbook in that sense yeah i want to learn about this you know what i like i like i like the way he wrote it it, it's kind of like a a hist like a good history book you know because it's like first of all he was there so it's a first-hand account for a lot of this stuff which is nice and in he talks about like the players that are that are there doing these things so it's not just like 
and then there was this UTXO that happened. And like it's not it's not like that shit, you know. Like on April twenty fourth, Satoshi moved the first first sats, or you know whatever. It's you know it's like here's this guy, and here's you know here's my perception of him at the time, and he was pretty forthright, but then he turned into an asshole, and then this happened when they were fighting, and there was an argument, and then the Chinese, and I'm sorry, but Guy Swan's um, impression of the of the Chinese miners just had me rolling, dude. Like his accents were, were fucking, they were something. They were something I have to say. So what's funny is that I actually read it as a book. I have it as a Kindle on my phone. So the one book that you're doing the audio of, I did the words (laughs) of in the old school style here. That's funny. What are the chances? Very cool. So, all right, man. Uh, Anything else on your mind about Bitcoin today? Not today, man. Not today. Okay. Perhaps next time. Perhaps next time. We hope to see you there. It's always good to talk about Bitcoin for a little bit. I feel better as well. We skipped. Mm -hmm. We skipped last uh, last week. I made a critical error. We we have a another sci-fi with Strolight coming up. The book is called Foundation. The book is not called Forward to Foundation. That's a different book in the series that i uh got way too far into before you read forward the foundation i listened to it yeah dude that's like the sixth book in the series i i was confused <laughs> well you remember that uh, the free audiobook site that you that you went to that you showed me um for uh island so i went there Jekyll, yeah yeah I put in foundation sure enough popped up and oh, fucking awesome and so i was listening at the beginning and the guy's giving like the blurb at the beginning, talking about forward the foundation. I thought he was just talking about the forward of the book. All right. <laughs> this is the forward of, you know, like, you know how books have forwards at the beginning? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay. No problem. Then, oh, that's funny, dude. So that's what happened funny. was, and then I went to like do a Google search of just a summary so I could refresh my mind. All right. Tell me what the first chapter was about so I can write my notes down. And I'm reading and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this doesn't seem like the book I read. Let's go to chapter three. Uh-oh, I don't know any of this shit. But I thought, anyways, fucking disaster. And yeah, so I got to get through that book. That uh, Look forward to that. If you, Yeah, if, if you're still listening, go check out our other Sci-Fi with Strolight episodes because they're a lot of fun. Because they were good. They're, they're probably my favorite. Forward the Foundation is a cool book, man. Uh, Dude, the whole series is amazing. The whole series is really good. Have you gotten? Have you started reading the actual Foundation book? I haven't yet because I'm trying to decide if I'm going to reinstall Audible for it or not. I don't want to pay for Audible right now. Oh, fair enough. So yeah, I might, I might. Bitcoin, so I know, that's right? A problem. Might have to make a trip to the old library. Mm-hmm. Some, there you go. Along, there you go. Along those lines. Calgary has a really it's, nice library. Yeah, you, it's it's really good, and uh, yeah, actually that uh, that our first Tomer series, or first of the Tomer series, actually inspired me to read the whole series, uh, and then actually go back and read um, Asimov's uh, iRobot series, his you know his his robot series, mm. because they're actually they're actually interlinked, so it's actually really cool. Okay, very so. Cool. For what it's worth, Ford the Foundation is like the prequel, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was like, okay, oh, well, this makes sense. It's the beginning because he's trying to figure out this whole thing about uh, psychohistory yeah. and 
Okay, well, I guess it starts at the beginning. Yeah, that, that it, makes is, sense. it is. Yeah, it is, but it's it's technically like the sixth book he wrote in the in the series. Or something, I know, but so. it's kind of it, it. It's the story before, right? Because he's yeah, the whole thing is yeah. him trying to figure it all out, and they don't exactly know. Anyways, anyways, we'll 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 review and discuss Foundation by Isaac Asimov very soon uh, with Tomer Sturlight, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, and with that, you want to you want to take All us right. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you uh, like, share, and subscribe. Click that uh, click that notification bell. Um, do all that fun shit, and uh, uh, just keep stacking sats, guys. You know, it's not the end of the world. I thought it was, then I was wrong, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. But until then. Just keep stacking sets. All right. Cut.